Hey everybody, welcome back to El Chicana Presents Almost Live, and we are almost live here to you today from the studio at Big D's Party Palace. Hey, I am here with Ben Ami. Good afternoon. My name is Rich Wright. Fernie G is stuck in a holding pattern over the El Paso International Airport. So he might be here, he might not. Who knows? Uh, hey, uh, right now, as we record this, City Council is in executive session discussing a number of lawsuits. What else is on there? Max Grossman is on there, right? Mm -hmm. Versus City of El Paso. I guess his case went to the Texas Supreme Court. And yeah. I think he... What I happened think, there? I think the city's argument was that he did not have standing mm -hmm. to bring the suit. But uh, the Texas Supreme Court agreed that he did have standing. It mm -hmm. overruled, I think, a couple of other... Uh, maybe not. Maybe it was only one judge. Hmm. That's how I got to the Supreme Court, right? So, uh, yeah. So that's all about Duranguito and... Yes. As I understand it, his lawsuit was about the archaeological surveys that the city performed on the site. Because uh, Dr. Grossman has evidence. Well, he didn't come up with it. But there used to be an uh, Apache settlement there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for evidence of that Apache settlement, they should have had to dig 15 feet or something like that. At least mm -hmm. trenched some of it, you know, 15 feet and see what there was. And uh, they didn't do that. So... Uh, Dr. Grossman's restraining order goes back into effect. The switch, you know, it, uh, it's kind of moot because they're not mm -hmm. building the arena there right. anymore. So, but, you know, who knows? Who knows what could change? Maybe it'd be good to have a, an archaeological survey down there. Yeah, that'd be... Maybe we fit. should maybe we should dig a crater out there and pawn it off as a tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. Come see the El Paso crater. Right. The third or fourth. Oh, look whose plane just landed! It is Fernie G coming into the studio. Right on, right on. Right on. Yeah. Look, man. All right. The legendary Fernie G. What's going on, bro? Howdy. How was the airport? Howdy. No, it was fine. Yeah? Yeah, I used my private jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Good knew deal. you. No big deal. We knew you got stuck, bro. Yeah. Because I can, I can track your jet. I yeah. can track your jet on the computer. Mm -hmm. Oh, everything's groovy, man. Right on. Cool. Uh, what we got? So, uh, what is the other lawsuit? There's the other one is in regards to... Daniel Viegas versus City of El Paso and police officers. I guess he was... Uh, Did you look him up? I am looking it up. Um, let's see here. Viegas spent 20 years in jail after he was wrongly convicted of capital murder. Oh, yeah! In fatal shootings of two El Pasoans in 1993. 
Right. So this is an article from KTSM from 2021. Right. No, he was. It was a big scandal. It was like the they accused the DA of railroading this kid. You know, mm-hmm. and he was in in uh, uh, jail for a long time. Twenty years. You're telling me, right? Yeah. 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 Says, yeah. So. Joe Spencer was his lawyer. Joe Spencer. You know, good lawyer, Joe Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look that up. So that's they're discussing that in executive, and then. Huge discussion about uh, campaign finance reform brought by Justicia Fronteriza. Now, this wasn't a regular city council meeting, right? This was a this was a special meeting or something call, like that. They're calling it. It's listed as a city council work session. Yeah, work um, session. They always have a work session before they have the city council meetings on Tuesday. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, there you go. And but, sometimes, um, sometimes they both have identical agendas. Mm-hmm. But lots of times at the work session. They'll just blow through it, you know. You know mm-hmm. They'll say uh, somebody from one of the city departments will show up and uh, say, this is about this. And they'll say, yeah, okay. And boom, bang through it, you know. Mm-hmm. They won't really they, discuss it or anything, you know. They kind of, it wasn't that. They were really, well, they were there was quite a bit it, of huh? discussion. They brought in, I guess there's, I, I there was, was late. public comment. There was some public comment. I was a little late, so some of the experts that were talking from the city, I, I don't know who they were, but they were talking about adding up all the... They looked at the last election. Let's... And what? they added up the contributions and whether that person won or lost. So they're trying to shoot down this yeah, idea yeah, yeah. that but a what, limit on but what, contributions. What, what was the, the measure? What are they talking about? What are they talking about exactly? Well, they're one of the okay. So it's a the uh, this. Um, Come on, idea. man! You know what it is. I know yeah, what yeah. it is, but you know what it is. Talking about limiting campaign contributions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a three-parter for the. So Justicia had multiple parts in their um, petition drive, but it went to the cross-functional team in the city, and the three. Um, Proposed ballot languages had the campaign finance of a thousand dollars per uh, per person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cut to the meat. Let's go. Number two, <laughs> uh, establish public financing for candidates who voluntarily agreed. To what does that mean? Public con- financing for candidates. Well, I would financing coming, I guess, from the city. Right. That's what it and means. And then part three would be a uh, ranked choice voting, which we know that. We can't do. Legislature already made that illegal. Right, right, right. It's illegal in Texas. But, um, well, I think we're really mainly talking about, I mean, public financing of elections sounds like a good idea, but. Sounds like socialism to me. You know, yeah, where would that money come from? I mean, would everyone just put their money into a pot and then. Because there's something to be said that. No, it's coming out of the budget. It's coming out of the general fund. It's coming out of your property taxes. There's something to be said that a candidate who receives a lot of donations has a better platform than other candidates who can't raise as much money. So right. in a way, money talks. I think what we're talking about is, or I think what some people hope, like like me and maybe you, you can't have people who are just throwing 10000 10000 you know, who have no limit of the amount of money they can donate. Whereas the normal working person may only be able to donate 50 bucks or I've or seen whatever. it happen in the last 10 years. Well, here's what it is. I think uh, I think facts will bear me out 
And uh, uh, and uh, rumor certainly will, but mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Steve Ortega was running against uh, Oscar Leeser in the runoff election, I think it was 2012. Uh, He got a late, a last-minute injection of 50 grand from Paul Foster and Woody Hunt. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 25 grand each, you know. Mm -hmm. And he still lost the election. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's some truth to it, you know. Uh, DeMargo, in his last election against, his last run against uh, Oscar Leeser, he was in it for some buttload of money. $150,000 $150,000 or more than oh, that. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. But a ton, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They both spent a ton of money to get that job. You know? Mm-hmm. I think if, you know, if you put a thousand, let me say, first of all, only one person on city council has ever taken, uh, has not ever taken more than a thousand dollar contribution per, for election, per donor. Per donor, yeah. Uh, Who's that? Chris Canales, the District 8 representative <laughs> who that. pledged that. That's one of his campaign pledges. I think it's... Well, good for him. I think it's one of the few that he's really come through on. Yeah. But, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, one of the discussion points was, like, when does that clock start on a contribution to an election? Because, like, you have all this after they get elected. Right. Where they're still fundraising. They're still fundraising. Yeah, they're still fundraising. That is correct. (laughs) And um, that was a discussion point, too, is where do you draw the line uh, or start the clock? But, uh, you know, in some cases, having more money didn't really help. Right. But that's, you know, oh, a little beside the point, but uh, it was a little funny. Everyone on council, including the mayor, were going around and didn't want to be insinuating that they were corrupt. No one's right. corrupt here. Right, right, right. No one's right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not yeah. saying you can buy our votes. Right? <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a funny uh, thing that happened. Uh, then during public comment, I only listened to like 40 minutes of it, and I don't think I heard anyone against this. Against these measures. Oh, no, we should let them take we all the money they want, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what the heck, you know? You didn't see, uh, who's the lobbyist who always comes up, uh... Anyway, one of those people who represents the business interests, and he, he did not mention it. He, I didn't hear him speak. Right, right, well, no, that would have been Stout. a bad look. That, that would have been, been a bad look. look. Kathy Stout was up there, of course, and, uh, Veronica Carbajal, uh-huh. amongst other uh-huh. activists you'd recognize right, from the community. Uh... What is it part of? The Kathy sun- Stout is part Sunrise? Sunrise? No, no, no. Veronica Garbahal yeah. in uh, Justicia Fronteriza. Justicia Fronteriza. Yeah. That's right. And then Kathy Vero. Stout from Community First Coalition. Right, right. Yeah. But, um... Wow. It is pretty... Int- it, they also go into the, uh... Some benefits of the elections, moving them from... Uh, May to November turnout goes way up 
So what? Um, I've always said, then you get a bunch of uneducated voters, you know, right? who right, think right, they're right. supposed to vote in every election, in every race, because they're supposed to vote. And now, by golly, I'm here in the voting booth, and it's my chance to voice my opinion about something I know absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got a cute name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... One of the okay, so they on uh, if you're looking at the you are what does deck it say over here? Here's one page where it says general election results over five election cycles, and they look at the the number what's, of candidates. What's the nut? Their expenditures and their so contributions. what happened? Did it end expenditures? Well, essentially, the people who had the highest contrib highest contributions were most viable or considered most viable. And one more often. So, what does that mean? Considered most viable? I don't know either. It's like oh, they're the they, most viable. I guess right. they maybe they look at how much money was raised. These guys went into all. Apparently, they went into all the campaign contribution reports. Whatever, most viable. Math. You know. Oh, look, he's Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if there's a definition viable. here for most viable. I bet they put most viable in there because there was somebody they wanted to throw out who was the outlier. Yeah. You know? You know? Yep. Yeah. Someone who didn't raise very much and you know, still... I winning. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so they're talking about that in, in executive session right now. Um, they are going to have an opportunity, I think, to vote it up or down. And then if not... Justicia will have to come back with another round of Petition. signatures, and then they can adopt or not, and then it would go to the go to the ballot box, go to the poll. Uh, they should uh, they should make the limit five thousand bucks. You know, that's even kind of a lot, though, don't you? Well, think? That's good. Well, for it is, a, it depends on on what office you're running for right i mean if you're running for a city representative mm -hmm. you get donations for 20 and 50 dollars you know and something mm -hmm. like that and some candidates get bigger ones too mm -hmm. but yeah it is a lot very few people ever donate more than uh five thousand bucks but some do maybe it should be tied to like median income well sure why not we can do it like, like a like half, we can, a, half a percent of median income, whatever. Or half of be. median income. Half <laughs> twenty thousand. Are you talking about individual income or household income? Never mind. That's all just. <laughs> individual. Uh, that's all just. Yeah. Because like, what's a household like? If you have four people living in an apartment, they're. I think the household average income household income in El Paso is two point three people. I think it is something like that. It's two point something. More than two, less than three. I don't know. It must be tougher that point three person, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, geez, the, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm. It'll be interesting to see how they vote on this. I mean, what do you mean how they're going to vote on it? It's going down. No, I think I don't. I don't think it's going to go down. They did like there were some surprising, like Fierro said, like. This isn't quite it. We're get we're heading in the right direction, but right, you know. Right. So we'll see. But, but you know what? Uh, 
I reckon if that goes through, then, uh, I mean, what it's designed for is to uh, benefit poor people, right? People that don't have rich friends or something like that, right? You know? Got a lot of that around here. There's a lot of that around here. Yeah. What are they doing? What are they thinking? Mm. Trying to help the poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's a pretty interesting, uh, I, I'm just looking at this for the first time, and it has the contributors, the top contributors to viable candidates for 2020 and 2022. Do you want to guess who's uh, first? Woody Hunt. Correct. $88,500. And then there's a, about a $50,000 drop to... Rick Francis. Nope, Texas Association of Realtors. Oh yeah, Pat. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then third is Paul Foster. Really? I he you know he keeps his head pretty low in local yeah, elections. I guess you know? so. I guess so. But um, so you know, we'll see what happens. Right on. We'll see what happens. At least they're paying for it, right? What they get, what they get from city council, they're paying for it, huh? Yeah, pretty good ROI. How much did they? How much did they give? How much did uh, Woody Hunt give? Woody Hunt was the top. Yeah. Woody and Gail Hunt, uh, 88500 Um Then going down the list, you want me to do all 10, the top 10? Yeah, let go if you can go fast. Texas Association of Realtors, 38500 Paul Foster, 33500 Betty Ruth Wakefield, Haley Living Trust, $25,000. What is that? We'll have to look that one up. I don't know. Yeah, Stanley, Stanley Joe, $24,000. Yeah. JP Bryan, $23,500. Uh, Rick, Rick Frederick Francis, uh, yeah. $22,000. J. Kirk Robeson, $17,000. El Paso Association of Firefighters, Local 51, $16,000. Yeah. And, and Maria Teran, $14,500. And on old Maria Teran, yeah. she owns the heavy machinery company, the Volvo dealership out there on, uh, oh, yeah. on the freeway. She used to be in the PSB. Hmm. How about that? So. You know, it may be funny to see is... Uh, if there is a cap, if the, those uh, rich folks just give everyone a thousand bucks. You know, when I ran for uh, city representative district eight last election cycle, uh, Woody Hunt gave money to both of my opponents. Wow. He didn't give me any money. I don't know what the deal is. Like uncool, that. uncool, Mr. Hunt, uncool. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we're in the middle of a cold wave here in El Paso. Finally. Yeah, not supposed to get higher than 93 today, maybe 95, something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, burr, sweater weather. Yeah. Uh -huh. Finally. Yeah. I took a walk in the rain this morning. It's pretty nice. Really? Uh, recommend it. The rest of the week, it's supposed to get up about 100, but even 100, not that much anymore, no. you know? I mean, you know, it's ride your bike, you know? 
go run. It's only a hundred, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, huh? Suffering makes you appreciate the things you have. That's right. I'm a big fan of suffering. Been doing it all my life. To, to live is to suffer, Rich. No. Here's what they say. Oh. The pain is certain. Suffering is optional. Ooh. I like that hmm. better. Okay, well, maybe that's it. Uh, I want to thank you all for dropping by today. I'm here. uh, We're here with uh, Big D's Party Palace, brought to you every once in a while by uh, water. Water, it's what you're made of. Black coffee. Black coffee is also made of water. And uh, Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a nice with a cream filling, and uh, we'll be back to you next time. I don't know, whenever, whenever it works out for us. Uh, we're here with uh, Fernie G. Howdy and good evening. Ben Ami. See you later. And my name is Rich Wright. You guys have a great life. <laughs>